you do the uh, silent count and then on the zero you point? Yeah. I wish I could say that was wrong. I wish I knew enough to correct you on that. No, it's right. But I don't. Based on what? Just the feel, the feel okay. of it. Then, it then, feels then more natural. No, it, doesn't. it feels more natural to you to go on the one. If you there's go, still something left when you're on one. If you go rock, paper, scissors, shoot. That's zero. Shoot to zero. If you were going on one, you would go on scissors. Mine was a bad analogy because it's it's saying because words. it's wrong because three, you're wrong. Three, two, you're just one. trying to be contrarian because you know I'm right. Because if you go on one, there's still something left. I'm done with this topic. We Zero got, is when you go. Got like ten other things. Okay. To get to. Get to him then. Talk, Talk to, him. to him. Um. So I guess we'll just do a little roundup. Week weekly roundup. Okay. Um, I just started. I would say they're probably our most direct competition in terms of podcasts out there. Um, started listening <clears throat> to that this week. It's it's a Serials new podcast. Okay. The Improvement Society. Uh huh. And I would say if anyone out there is doing what we're doing, this is from the Serial people. Mm-hmm. Zoe Chase. Uh-huh. It's about the um, the Improvement Association. And it's about um, a county in one of the Carolinas um, that had some voting irregularities. Uh Talks to the people in the county that believe Bladen Improvement Pack has been cheating for years. Um, and she investigates, you know, this election. Mm-hmm. Um, fraudulent ele- election claims around the Bladen Im- Improvement Association. Mm-hmm. So I started that. Um, again, if you listen to us, you don't need to listen to that. Oh, yeah. We got it covered. Okay. <laughs> um, no, it's good. You know, it's one of those things that's like, I, I I don't know what I expect going into something that is more like established media. Like it does give you that sense of like, I'm not going to get anything real here. Mm-hmm. But also it's like, why would I think that? You mm-hmm. know, like that's, that's, uh, so, yeah, it's it's good. I didn't plan on talking about it, obviously, because I <laughs> sure I was listening to it on the way over here. Is it? I had I didn't even know that came out. Yeah, yeah, me either, really. Um, they've done like two good things, right? They did cereal, which was good, but then which season? Well, the first season, mm-hmm. which it then. But I feel like that first season has turned into something where it's like, in retrospect, maybe not that good. Yeah, season one. Yeah. What what has stuck with you from that, like in terms of criticisms or like feelings? Well, just that it, obviously they didn't completely understand what they were doing. Right. Which is not something I hold against them, really. But I think the more distance you get from it, the more you realize that. And the more you can see how they're getting kind of swept up in their own story. 
Um, the, the, the one thing that stuck with me that I haven't really gone back to investigate is I wonder if the tone would strike me this time. Yeah. Like just the tone. Cause I feel like they obviously did not anticipate how it would have been received. And also, like you said, the implications of doing real time yeah. murder investigations and what that would do for the people involved mm-hmm. and how much hope somebody might get who didn't have hope and, and was involved in, in the real life of this. And here come these podcast reporters who are just trying to like, Hey, we're going to drive this route. Come with us. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you could see in some of the, the, the tone of it that they, they were kind of approaching this as a, I don't want to say fun, but it, or, or like a lark. I don't want to imply that they didn't, approach it with the right sense of gravity but you do get the sense of them not really understanding how it would play in the context of you know the real people living this nightmare yeah um and then they did the second season which was about the guy I want to say Bo. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the, something like that. The guy went AWOL. Right, which was fine, right? And then they did the third season, which was about the the uh, the um, court system. Was that in Cleveland? Oh, yeah. Was that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, that was good, but even thinking about it back now, Mm-hmm. I can't even remember how that thing ends. <laughs> um, it feel like it felt like that had a lot of room to be better. And I guess the other thing I would associate with them, which is genuinely great, is um, S Town. Mm-hmm. Right? S Town is super good. It's super good. I I, I agree with that. S Town is. Probably the most uh, impactful of, for me, like the thing that I, I probably remember the most of. Yeah. Um, moving forward. I also wanted to, you know, kind of date this episode um, for the future. Um, and this is the day that Ben Shapiro went to Home Depot and bought <laughs> a single plank of wood. Bought a, a single slice of wood. Of wood. And had it put in a little plastic baggie. <laughs> Do you think he ordered it like that? Like he's at a deli? He just, he yeah. has no, you know, he's never been in a Home Depot in right. his whole entire life. Yeah. I mean, did he go in there and ask for a slice of wood? <laughs> like, <laughs> did he just like, I I, I made this uh, joke in, in the text, but I do imagine him being completely overwhelmed by the by the smells oh, of yeah. Home Depot. Right. Because it already has a unique smell to mm-hmm. that store that he probably has never encountered in his life. And just being like, I imagine it like one of those animals that's been in captivity that then you see a video of it like walking onto grass for the first time. Yeah. And it just clearly right. has no idea <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what is going on. <laughs> well, um, the other thing about it too is I don't even know where you would get that piece of wood at at Home Depot <laughs> because it's like a small, it's like a scrap piece of wood. It looks like a piece of wood that somebody probably like 
cut off of a larger piece and it was just in a scrap bin. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't even be surprised if he didn't even buy it. If they're just oh. like, sir, this is just, someone just cut this. This is just scrap. You can't buy, this is not You're for in a sale. Bag. Give me a long receipt. <laughs> yeah. I'm out of here. Or like he had like a underlay <laughs> go and just like, here's your plank of wood, wood sir. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, the other thing too is, of course, I don't, want to watch like a full video but i did get the sense in the clip that someone else shared that there's no further context on what he's going to do with this wood like that was the one thing that i was thinking like yeah is he going to then say like hey look i got this plank of wood so now i can make the big like eat sign that i'm gonna hang in my kitchen yeah uh, but no he's just like this yeah. wood is mine yeah it, it's purely demonstrative which is fine but it's also like this is how you know that it's such a, a ruse. You know what I mean? It's a single piece of wood that probably cost him $2. If you are trying to like make a point of like supporting a business, this guy is a multimillionaire. Go into the store and buy a shopping cart full of stuff. Avoid. You know what I mean? Of anything. Fill it just up fill, walk screws. through the aisles and just shove stuff knock it over like you're on you know supermarket sweep just pile it in you know what i mean he walks in and buys one plank of wood but but here's the thing that that again we've we've kind of talked about before that i truly truly baffles me and i truly do not understand that picture that video is Ben Shapiro. Oh, right? absolutely. Like, it is him trying to take advantage of a situation and taking advantage of it in the most obvious and easy way possible. Yeah. Just like no effort, but he's going to be there, right? He's going to put himself in the conversation or wherever the conversation is. Oh, Home Depot is, uh, you know, standing up to... Uh, do people seeking any sort of like justice? I'm, yeah. there, I'm there to, you know, counteract it. And then also whatever is the cheapest and, and most obvious way for me to, you know, plant my flag here. Yeah. That, that, that's what I'll do. And people will still watch his videos, like a million views a day on this guy who is just like, yeah, clearly grifting off the top he's just skimming the top of these issues trying to make himself appear like he is supporting whatever he's talking about well obviously just like whatever will get him the views that's that, that that's what he'll do you know so he'll buy a plank of wood <laughs> you know and, and have no no irony about it like, like the, the, the fact that he, the other thing I want to say is why do people like him buy those shirts? Those are like muscle shirts. They're, they're like, they're, they're like designed to be like sheer and kind of filled out. And you can like, they always tuck them in and try and like bag them out a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, that is not the shirt for the, like, again, you're not human, you know? A, yeah. A normal human would never buy that shirt and then walk out to a, a Home Depot and buy one plank of wood. And he just has no recognition that what he's doing is in any way like noticeable or, or odd. Yeah. And a million people will, will watch him. Yeah. 
Man, it's it's so great though. It's just so perfect. It is the perfect example of his just dorkiness. Yeah, but but also his like his shtick. Yeah, that's his shtick. Yeah, that yeah. that should be his logo. You know, the only thing that's missing from that is his big dumb cowboy hat. <laughs> it's so great. Um, swipe yeah. your nose like a credit card. Wipe your nose like a credit card? Swipe your nose. Oh. He's reading the WAP lyrics. Mm. He He's also still on his... He's He said this before, and again, on its face, it just doesn't make sense, where he's like, you know, talking about climate change and mm-hmm. rising, you know, uh, ocean and encroaching shore uh, coastlines. He's like, so what if, you know, coastlines come in 20 feet, you know, just move. Yeah. And other people have made the point of like, who are you going to sell your house to, you idiot? Yeah. If you need to move because you're being encroached on by water, no one's going to buy your house. That's right. That's the point. That is like issue number one. And for you to not even recognize that and like he doubled down on it again this last week oh really just, yeah he, he was again he's just like listen people are talking about like climate change and yeah the, the climate's changing but even if it does affect our coastlines or wherever just move inland it's like <laughs> idiot right which well which also and this kind of goes back to the point that i was saying last week of that's not even the issue right the larger issue is that yeah, there's going to be a lot of people on the coasts who have issues. The larger issue is that there are millions of people who live closer to the equator who are no longer going to have anywhere to live because it will be uninhabitable and they will be moving north, right? They will be homeless because of the climate change. What do we do about that? Just, just, sell their houses and use that money right. to move inland. <laughs> right, exactly. And it's also it's also great though because it's such a perfect like seeing Ben Shapiro in anything in any context that is not his perfectly designed mm-hmm. studio helps you makes it, you know, painfully obvious how just like inhuman this person yeah. is you can't look at that picture of ben shapiro standing outside of home Depot and not be like this guy does not belong on this planet this yeah. is like an alien yeah. <laughs> you know what yeah. i mean but he's got his tight t-shirt tucked into well, his jeans baggy tight right <laughs> he's got a one plank in a plastic bag he's got like a vice grip on his receipt it's just it's like this person this i I would not be surprised if someone was like, yeah, that's his first trip out of the house and s- since they've moved to Tennessee. <laughs> right. <laughs> and even that move, he was in his pod most of the time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> peering out at the passing scenery and getting scared. You know? Um, yeah, uh, absolutely. Complete lunatic. And again, the fact that a lunatic like that is not seen as a lunatic mm-hmm. makes me just feel... It's depressing. It's depressing. Yeah. Um, speaking of depressing. Yeah. I wanted to, so this is me being very succinct. I'm going to try and like 
in my brain, I'm going to be done in a minute. Okay. So let's see if I can do it. I feel like that's impossible for me, but this is me being like very direct and focused. Okay. All right. I wanted to talk because I am feeling guilty. We are involved in top shot NBA top shot. Mm -hmm. And I've been doing a few like other NFT things, just trying to see what will hit basically. Yeah. Right. And I do, there is an element of just kind of like, I don't know. Um, embarrassment is maybe too strong of a word, but I totally get it when I see people who are like, NFTs suck, this this is stupid, and, yeah. and it's just something for, you know, wealthy people to just throw their money at, and it's worthless, and it's a waste, and all that. Mm-hmm. And, and there, there's a large part of me that understands that and accepts that. But then there's another part of me that is like, and this is how I feel about gambling. And we've, and we've talked about it before because we did some like daily fantasy stuff too, mm. which I still do. Um, the, to me, the system that we have been given, in my mind, justifies almost anything. Like, if I had other options, I would do those other options. Mm -hmm. But like, I'm somebody who has a master's degree who was raised being told like education creates opportunity, Mm -hmm. get your degree Mm -hmm. and you're golden. You're set. Yeah. And I did that only then to be spit out in the world where it's like home ownership feels like a dream. Mm -hmm. And even if I were to take the principles I was raised on, which is, there's always a job out there if you're willing to do it. You need extra money, you you just work that job. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay. Then I look around and I see like all the Uber Eats people are out protesting, trying to get like to to be seen as human beings in this <laughs> in this right. you know market, right? Yeah. In this capitalist system. Right. And any job that I would go out and do, it basically is just like oh, the job that should be providing for you isn't. So let's exploit you more for an outcome that you will not feel like is worth it at the end of it. Yeah. Like you're going to put so many hours to to get a little higher on this ladder and you're going to kill yourself and no one's going to notice or care, mm. you know? So to me, it's like, my life has gotten me to a point where I can invest a little bit I'm talking about a little bit mm-hmm. into like NFTs or whatever. So it's like, yeah, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do almost anything. If it means that I, I, if I see a viable path to any kind of profit. Yeah. Because this system sucks. Yeah. Does it, is that just a weak justification? Uh, I don't think think it needs to be justified i'm not sure what the need for just where the need for justification comes from so you don't feel any like in terms of you putting money into like an top shot or things like that you have no hesitation no kind of reflection on like this is this really is stupid yeah, I mean, 
I think Top Shot is stupid for multiple reasons. I think NFTs are stupid for multiple reasons. I don't understand the collectible side of things. I don't relate to that in any way. Th- that that's part of it too. That oh, I'm sorry. F- finish your point. Uh, yeah, I'm not doing it to have collectibles or to have a collection. I'm doing it 100% because I see a way to make more profit than time spent. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And to me, that's justification enough. And I'm not like killing people, obviously. (laughs) Right? Yeah. You know what I mean? It's It's NFTs. Like there's a whole environmental aspect to it that is supposedly like not a part of Top Shot because it uses a different platform, blah, 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 blah. I'm not, even if there was, I would still be doing it because yeah, in, in there is still that aspect of like what it comes down to is we are middle-class Americans, which means more or less we are uh, keeping our heads above water and so I'm looking for any way to, I don't know, float along on a <laughs> pool raft or whatever. Like, it, relax a little bit. Yeah. Um, but when it comes to gambling, I also don't have... There has to be some aspect to gambling that some people have that just enjoy the risk that Mm -hmm. just enjoy the gamble. And I am not that Mm -hmm. person. I it gives you anxiety, right? right, I have only ever been able to put in twenty or thirty dollars at a time. And as soon as that money is gone, which inevitably it always is, I enter a year long hate spiral for wasting my 20 to $30 on gambling. And after that year is up, I'm like, all right, well, I'll give it another shot. And I do the same thing. That is one of the greatest days of the year for me. (laughs) When you come back to daily fantasy. Um, Yeah, I see. And part of it is that I'm deeper in that other side than you are. Yeah. And that there is that element of, you know, Guilt or shame, especially being raised to think that the way to get more money is to earn, quote unquote, right. earn it, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And that in some ways, these opportunities are not earning it. Exactly. And you go to Home Depot, you buy your <laughs> plank of wood, you cut it into a little... And you sell it for yeah, more than you bought that house, I guess. And then you sell it. Yeah. Um... <laughs> I mean, what is he gonna do with that? Like, you know what I mean? That's that, that that's the I I He hope probably just, went and took it back inside and got a <laughs> refund. Uh, that's why he's gripping his receipt so tight. Exactly. He knows he's gonna need that right, exactly. if it blows away yet. Which dumb and this away. also shows his ignorance. You don't need a receipt with Home Depot. You just take it back. 
especially when you're fighting for that company's rights. <laughs> they would welcome you with open arms. Mm-hmm. Take that plank of wood back. Um, so, yeah, and listen, you're, you're going to need that plank of wood to rebuild society after the liberals get done with it. <laughs> right. um, so, yeah, I, I, I think there is some of that to this. And then trying to trying to find a space for that in my life that is on the one hand I understand and am careful about, you know, investing money or using money that I do not have. That is a line that is important to clear. Right. But then from there, how does that work into your life in a healthy way after you've been told that that is like an unhealthy avenue for profit or whatever? You know, that that any kind of investment in a unsure, but but, but again, it's like if, if you and I were in the stock market, I think that we'd be celebrate and within the norms mm-hmm. of the expectations for people at our age. Yeah. If you put that in like daily fantasy, all of a sudden it has this like tinge of right. Like, well, what are you doing with that? You know? And, um, and where's the return or whatever. And it's like, you know what? Where's the return on anything? Like, right. Well, and I think the stereotype of gambling is you're just throwing your money away, which I think is probably rightfully earned because most that's what most people are doing. I mean, that's how it's that's what it's designed to do. Um, but at the same time, if you've been paying attention, like it's been shown that you can work the odds and be smart about it and stuff. I will say though, like with the daily sports book stuff on on DraftKings, as when I started doing it. My first thought was that because I started doing it and I was really successful at it. And my first thought was like, this is going to, there's a reason why this has been kept like so low profile for so long because they're just like preying on dummies. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's like, now that you're opening it up to everybody, I bet they're going to start losing money. Right. And then, sure enough, a week later, I've lost all my money. I've oh, lost you did? all. Oh, I thought yeah, you pulled out. no, 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 no. I lost everything. Right, oh. because that I told you because that Miami Heat bet, and <laughs> it just was. You know, I just got greedy. I just got like, I stopped well, being responsible. Happens. Right, exactly. exactly. Yeah, exactly. I, I've joked with you that um, I want to self-publish a book that's basically just like. Five twenty-five dollar right. sportsbook <laughs> bets in increasing like um, odds and doing that as a, until you're twenty-five dollars. Exactly. Done. I I've been doing that and have not lost it. Right. Exactly. I think you could do that. You could do just do one. Like five dollar parlay every day. That's it. That's all you do, and you will be making money. But the problem is, like, you do that so much, and all you do is win, and then you're like, "Oh, you know what? I'm gonna. This <laughs> is this is too good to be true. I've got to take it." And then, sure enough, it was too good to be true, and you lose, and you lose all your money, and then you'd be a big dumb idiot. 
Yeah. Yeah. Because you're like, how could the Miami Heat blow this lead to the Washington Wizards, the worst team in the league? Right? Yep. So You know what I mean? Yeah, I I know what you mean. Yeah. So yeah, that that's a that's a very like loose un um Critical. But I think, yeah, I think some of that, I think a lot of that probably comes, it's the same thing with like using curse words, right? When you grow up in a religious background or when you go to, when you live in this religious environment for so long and then you get out of that, there's this weird hesitancy to use a curse word or something, you know, even though it's like meaningless. Yeah. Yeah. And 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 again, I think it's also not having a framework of understanding healthy use of whatever it is, right? And again, same thing, being raised with like dare, like don't yeah. do drugs and and you're just like, okay, I won't. And then you know, as you get older, you understand a little more nuance between like, well, after my surgery, I was basically on an addictive substance, you know what I mean? Yeah, to get, yeah, me, yeah, yeah. get me through that. Meanwhile, there's a non-addictive substance that could help, but it has been like relegated to a, to an area of like, well, we don't, we don't do that, mm-hmm. you know? And, uh, and again, then, then as you get older, how do I incorporate a, a healthy understanding of drugs or drug use? And that's something that I honestly, I still struggle with. Um, Mm. You know, I still talk to you, like a lot of people that I value their perspective on a lot of things on, especially politics are way more open with like more drug use than like marijuana. Yeah. And I just, I just can't at all get to a place of understanding. I just will revert back to my old habits of like, if I saw Indy with any of these subs, I would, yeah, I would just probably cry. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd be destroyed. I just, yeah. I just can't imagine being like, oh no, recreationally, this is <sighs> like get, get your head out of your ass. Like it's right. just recreational and and. Uh, but anyway, yeah, I think I think some of it's overthinking, but I think some of it too is like, listen, go out there and and get it however you can. Right, like buying into a system that's going to reward your work is as ridiculous to me as like getting five bucks and putting it into DraftKings and being like, let's see what happens or like get a pack on NBA top shot. And also for the NBA top shot, people who are like all these rent seekers, I want to be like, don't come at me with your like, holier than thou this isn't about money this is about the beauty of collecting it's like no all of this is about money this whole system this whole society is about money so yeah this like digital moment is not beautiful to own in and of itself right and the same people who are posting about rent seekers aka people who are just buying packs and selling the moments and not doing anything on the marketplace are the same people who every single day are releasing charts tracking the financial value of the different sets or of different, you know what I mean? Like 
it's very clearly all about the money. They're the ones who also have made their money off of other things coming right. now and being like, hey, guys, uh, let's let's make this about collecting. You all are ruining this experience. It's right. like, <laughs> yeah, what were you doing in CryptoPunks or whatever? I'm right, sure you exactly. were just like scrambling to get one. Yeah. Then you got it and you sold it for $800,000. And now you're like, all right, guys, come on. Yeah. Let's, let's clean it up. Yeah. So anyway, I call BS on my personal feelings of uh, guilt and shame surrounding responsible NFT right. and exactly. and and DraftKings investments. Uh, right. Even even as I understand it to be gambling to to a certain extent. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think it's it's just, a lot of it is just like the connotation that comes with it because of the culture we live in. That's pretty much it. Same thing with drug use, same thing with all of it. You know, like you mentioned, like when I broke my elbow, they gave me Percocet. Mm -hmm. And boy, oh boy, I tell you what, I could <laughs> take some Percocet every single night for the rest of my life and be a happy little camper. You know? Yeah. Um, so it's probably good I don't have access to that. But at the same time, how much of that is because of the culture I grew up in, because having no, like, exposure to that until I was 37 years old. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah, I think a lot of it just has to do with the – because we live in America. That's the culture mm -hmm. we have. Yeah. Sasquatch. Yeah, so we watched um, Sasquatch. On the, Hulu. The new Hulu mini docu-series, which I think is only three episodes long. Three episodes. Okay, and they released them all at once. Yep. So I watched the first two. I finished today. You finished, okay. Um, and it's... So it follows this um, journalist, David something. H. Yeah, it, David H something. Um, and it follows his sort of, so apparently when he was younger, he worked on a pot farm in Northern California. And at one time he heard a story um Apparently, Sasquatch is like a big thing up in that area. He heard a story where a guy was saying Sasquatch came in and killed three workers and ripped up all the pot plants. <laughs> and so, <laughs> well, well, that that was the thing. It didn't seem to be a ripoff because the the plants weren't right. He destroyed the plant, the, uh, quote unquote, or taken, destroyed the plants. And Holt House, David Holt House. Yeah. And dismembered the bodies. Yeah. And so he's coming back to like 20 years later, it's 93. Figure out what that whole deal was about. And it it starts by walking that line of, you know, what are Sasquatch hunters looking for and what is he looking for? You know, yeah. and trying to find that connection between, you know, being obsessed with something and needing to see it through and needing to, you know, resolve this quest, you know, that, that, that you have. Yeah. Um, 
Well, also like having a, like that's a good hook for a story. Like, yeah. Hey, I heard some people got ripped up by a Sasquatch. So what, what really happened, you know? Yeah. It's a true crime. It's a true crime series. That's kind of that terrified me. <laughs> I'm not going to lie that like, that. there you go. That's the Sasquatch. He's in the woods. That would work for me, actually. This little test, I, I got truly terrified. Um, yeah, so it's kind of a true crime series, true crime little uh, documentary with Sasquatch uh, leanings, I guess. Right. Um, Flavorings. Yeah, and like Sasquatch. I said, we've only watched the first two. And at the end of the second one, they um, start to talk about who the alleged killer is. Um, But I've liked it so far. And I think the thing about it that's most interesting to me, because outside of this, you know, it's just kind of your standard true crime thing, is how people either why people believe that things like the Sasquatch exist. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because there's the guy who took the OG picture is in this thing. And then they talk to a guy who claims to have been dressed up as the Sasquatch Mm -hmm. for that picture. And, you know, yeah, it's talking to Sasquatch hunters and blah, 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 blah. Um, And that is... I guess so just strange that people kind of make wrap their whole identity around this. Something that is so clearly not real. You know what I mean? See, I I just, I feel like at every, at some point we're asked to make a decision on what we're going to fill our lives with mm-hmm. to give it some meaning and or direction. Mm-hmm. And I, as I've gotten older, I've come to understand, or at least think I understand. I probably don't. Um, you know, people who ultimately find meaninglessness in life, you know, mm-hmm. and, you know, I, I remember being younger and, and reading a lot and reading some, you know, philosophical books and whatever. And th- there's some tragedies there of people who seemingly came to the conclusion that, like, they can't find meaning in this world. And they're mm-hmm. like, I'm out. <laughs> See ya. <laughs> right. You know? Yeah. And I remember reading some of those stories and being like, I don't get that at all. Like, that, that to me feels so strange mm-hmm. and how could you thinking about existence so much get to a point where you want to prematurely end yours like everything that i learned just made me want to like i want to live longer like yeah. i, I don't want to miss out on life and uh and then as, as you get older you just realize like man you know what those things that drove me as a younger person they're not there anymore yeah and you know i am being asked to adapt and find new meaning, whether it's like I just can't physically keep up with how I used to play basketball 
And so now I, I can't play basketball. Yeah. So now what, you know what I mean? And you realize like, Oh yeah, man, for, for some people, it really is like, they, they are, they are desperate for anything, you know what I mean? It's yeah. a Sasquatch or whatever kind of crystals or whatever thing that you want to look at and be like, why would anybody get into that? It kind of, I don't know. To me, I'm like, it makes sense. And again, maybe I'm only saying that I understand I'm 39 years old. It's not like I'm <laughs> some kind of like been through some, you know, horrible experience to make me jaded on life. But yeah, I can kind of get the people who say like, there's not enough here to to answer that burning the, or that question of what am I going to fill this void with? Yeah. Know? Yeah. I mean, I guess I'm, yeah, I guess like, I guess I can understand that. And it gives you direction, right? Yeah. Oh, there's this thing like right. to find, there's a mystery to solve. Like what better reason to get up in the morning than if you think that a Sasquatch walked through your backyard. And the other thing that I will say you know, the, the two guys, the two hunters that were recorded, mm-hmm. um, both of them claim to have, like, close personal experiences with the Sasquatch. Like, these are not people who are chasing a hypothetical. These are people who are talking about experiences right. that they feel like they can reach out and touch. Like, that direction, that goal in your life, to me, makes sense for, like, that's why I would keep living. Because See, that to me, though, is what seems, that to me is the obvious scam. I can get what you're saying for people who don't have that personal encounter on that level. But the guy who took the picture, right? Whatever his name was, Grimlord or something, Grim Gremlin, something like that. That guy is obviously lying. Like making a story up. And he's like obviously convinced himself, maybe he has, maybe he hasn't convinced himself of this thing that is not true. And then you have the guy who is claiming to have been the Bigfoot dressed up, mm-hmm. who I don't believe him either, right? <laughs> I, he could very well just be one of these guys who's like, yeah, I'll jump on this thing. I'm going to be the guy that says they're wrong. And he's just making up his own story. You yeah, know what I, mean? I, I think for me, and this is something that you know we can never know, but but to me, the two guys especially struck me as people who believed that story. Like, but that's the thing. That's the thing, though. Bigfoot is not real, right? Right. Okay. So they took a picture of something. It had to have been a staged picture because that thing they took a picture of is not real. Yeah, no, no. I, I'm talking. I think we're talking about two different. I'm talking about the two kind of older men who were identified oh, as yes. life partners. Yes. Which I don't. Mm-hmm. And and to me, like they truly convinced me that they believed that. Oh that story. yeah. Like yeah, one yeah. one guy, one guy's like the eyes, right? I, yeah. That's what I'm. Ch- and the other guy's like, I can feel presence when I'm walking in the woods, and something like backs right. off me and again them tying it to personal experiences that they're having to me is the reason why they why they quote unquote believe because they're trying to validate like they believe they've had these experiences i wouldn't understand somebody who said oh i have no personal connection to the sasquatch and i'm going to devote my life to to proving he exists like these people are like 
I saw these eyes. It exists, mm-hmm. you know. And in terms of the guy who who cultivated the hoax, right? The original. Uh, yeah, that's guy. who I'm talking yeah. about. That's a complete hoax, and that's a guy who's Ben Shapiroing it right. up, right? He yeah. he now has his reason is to propagate the myth that he started, mm-hmm. and even when he talks about it, he talks about it as like in a in vague mythological terms too. Like you can see that in his mind, it's now like he he is part of a larger tapestry of American, you know, legend and mm-hmm. mythology. Yeah. And I think that's how he probably views himself as a as a spinner of American lore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those guys I can I, I, I get what you're saying. But the thing about I, I mean they even talk to um there's like a professor or somebody they talk that to. Guy's a, the guy who's collecting the footprints. That guy is to me. And he's like the thing that makes me believe it the most is the all footprints. these footprints. And then you see the footprints like none of them look alike. Somehow none of them look alike and yet all of them look like just gigantic <laughs> human footprints. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I would expect this thing to if it is a Bigfoot to have Something that doesn't look like just a giant human footprint. You know what I mean? Absolutely. No, that <clears throat> that guy to me is the saddest character of, of them all. Yeah. Because he is he's tied himself to an academic position of Bigfootology or whatever, <laughs> where Bigfoot works into his larger academic perspective, which in that case, get me out of here. Yeah. You know, especially when you're when you're like, but these footprints, and you're like, Yeah, dude, those footprints are I don't know how you think footprints can be created <laughs> that makes them like fingerprints. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like no one could could match this footprint. Yeah, which also makes me think of that. Um, was it an episode on Criminal where they were talking about um, there was some like mythological creature leaving footprints on this beach? Footprints that they'd never seen before, right? And then sure enough, turns out it's just like some old weird guy in town who made these like weird footprint molds and goes out to the beach early in the mornings and stamps them into the ground, you know? (laughs) Exactly, exactly. Um, So what'd you think of the series as a whole? I liked it. Yeah. I liked it. Um you know, it definitely, like, I think it has a satisfying conclusion. Mm. Um, it's not, like, you know, it, uh, a shocking conclusion, but it's yeah. it's satisfying. Um, you got to the point, though, you, you said where they've revealed one of the major suspects, right? They haven't given a name. They keep saying alleged killer or whatever. So you, okay, you haven't gotten to Gary. No. I mean, I think I have, but he hasn't been named as Gary. No, the the, the alleged killer that uh-huh. they keep blurring out is not. Um, oh, okay. And so I won't. There, there's just a moment that I thought was funny that yeah. I want to comment on, but. Yeah, they're I'll doing see. a lot of myth making around the alleged killer. Yeah. Well, it, it to, to me, it goes back to like our first conversation about cereal where, you know, they they blur out this guy's name and they do a lot 
of protecting people's identity, mm-hmm. which to me is like serial kind of pulled down that veil and that, that made it interesting because they, they were like, come with us as we explore. But you realize like that there's a reason why people don't just do it like that. Yeah. And so this is a much more standard where people's identity has been covered up and it gives you that, that curtain, you know, where you'll never be on the front end of a, of a discovery, but it also means that it's a much more like, um, responsibly done mm-hmm. exploration. You do feel like the podcast episode might've dropped his name, you know, <laughs> by, by, by now I've just been like, well, let's right. keep going. Yeah. And then a few episodes later, it's like, Oh, so-and-so is not involved whatsoever. Uh, we were a little premature in that probably shouldn't have given you his name. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's Sasquatch. Did you, did you happen to watch the, um, the HBO show? Oh yeah. Mayor of East town. Yeah. Mayor of East town. Yeah. We watched the, that the, uh, first episode. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's only one out. Do you want to talk briefly about yeah. that? what do you think of that? Um, I thought it was all right. Maybe a little bit better than all right, but there's some stuff. I don't know. It just has a very, um, there's just kind of like a really, I don't know how to put it. Almost like a, you're doing great so far. Adult, like contemporary vibiness to mm. it. You know what I mean? It just feels like you're kind of boilerplate. If you're calling and calling your parents right across country or whatever, and just be like, what are you watching? Like, Oh yeah, we're watching this new show Mayor called Mayor from East town or something. It's kind of like, Oh yeah. <laughs> it just feels like one of those shows almost. I wonder if it's one of the things that stands out to me is her family, her, her extended yeah. family. Mm-hmm. I think that that's where it gets that vibe from because she's a, you know, borderline alcoholic, probably, mm-hmm. you know, carrying some demons, but also has a pretty, like, loving family for the most part, yeah. you know, and she seems to be her own worst enemy that she lives in a house with all this, like, extended family and her mother's there and they're all going over to her ex-husband's house and they seem to have like a jokey but a little you know prickly relationship yeah but everyone is like a character yeah and it also kind of going back to your um issues with um boy from the woods Mm. where it's it's almost it's they almost diversify too much in the show. You know what I mean? It's like you've got the teenage daughter who's gay. You've got you've you're like you're checking all the boxes. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And there's a part of it that maybe it's because we're just so hyper aware of those things now that it is an issue for me. And outside of that, it wouldn't be. It would seem completely like uncoerced or whatever. Yeah. But there is a little bit too much of like, you know, this is the character for this demographic. This is the character right. for that demographic. Blah, blah, blah. Here's the, you know what I mean? Almost like this and the, 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 uh, 
network dramas where it's like, here's the edgy tattooed girl. Here's the black guy. Well, yeah. <laughs> you know I, I mean, think, yeah. If, if we wanted to start getting a little critical of the first episode, which I'm fine getting more, but I had that thought when you have the jumpy rookie cop who's a black guy. Yeah. Who then like comes into the black home and it's mayor who needs to like deescalate him mm-hmm. and has this like great relationship with all the black characters. There. Right. You know, yeah. like the sister who turns to her knows her and then the drug brother who like she knows and they have a relationship too. And there is a little bit where, Again, I think it goes back to, I re- I like the idea that they're trying to take that noir detective and flip it a little bit to mm-hmm. give you somebody who is like, she's still haunted, but she has some of her shit together. Yeah. Um, but also, you can see them wanting to still give her that like, no, she's pretty messed up too. Yeah, it's right. like yeah, you got to pick a side at some point. You know, what I mean? yeah. like she would not. I don't think that she would be able to like hold it together for like all these people in crisis while also being like, yeah, I'm not going to investigate thing. The girls in the river, and yeah. then also be like at home joking with her ex husband. Like it, right. ju- it, it is like you said. You're, like you're trying to have your cake and eat it too with this character. Mm-hmm. And again, I, I want to see where they go with her because it's interesting that they're setting her up. It's what makes her unique. Yeah. But you also wonder, like, are they going to find out why there aren't many more characters like this? Because in episode three, they're either going to have to give her a hard edge <laughs> out of nowhere, yeah. like, you know, or they're going to need to, like, push her, be like, she's fine. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see going forward. We're definitely going to keep watching it just to see if, like... Now that we've kind of established everybody and established the world, let's just sort of move on with the story and let the people um, kind of exist in that story instead of having everything be like a demonstration of who they are as a character. You know what I mean? Yeah, I have one other um, nit to pick All right, with it. And this might be like one of the problems of watching too much TV. And being like a little too overly analytical. Um, but it bothered me that they gave her a uh, ankle injury. <laughs> like to me, it, it speaks to How over- did it happen? She was chasing the the uh brother who, you know, who struggled was on drugs getting or yeah, whatever, yeah. He cut his hand. It was that fence, man. That fence is a rough fence because it cuts his hand, and she she cleared it good, it looked like, but then on the landing, she uh, like okay. slipped and uh-huh. is like hobbling. And she hobbles for the complete yeah. rest of the episode. Yeah. And to me, it was it, it read a little bit of like, get it? She's she's not whole. She's yeah. damaged. She's a damaged person. Yeah. Now she's got this limp. So unless the limp impacts the story at some later point like she's trying to get away from somebody who can't because her ankle it's going to be annoying to just watch this character like exaggerate like her limp is exaggerated to <laughs> yeah. limp around so she either needs to be completely healed in the next episode or be in like a wheelchair it's like oh you you uh, tore your acl 
right? <laughs> or else, again, it's just a, an unneeded, like, you know, over character uh, de- de- defining feature, right? To be like, she's damaged. She's got a twisted ankle. Like, we don't ever want you to think of her as a whole person. We want you to look at her and see right. a damaged person. It's the other like, oh. thing, too, and this probably makes me a bad person but it's an accent show and it's yeah. a philly accent show yeah. which is like one of the worst accents it's in the world accent. it's a weird <laughs> such accent. a bad accent not only that i can't hear it without hearing philly boy roy from the best show so it's like every time they're talking all i'm thinking is Worder, whether <laughs> worder, when are they gonna say worder? And it's like this accent is so bad. bad, yeah. And like, not that they're doing it bad, right? It's just a like harsh accent to listen to. It's not a pleasant, yeah. Accent. And it's not enough of an accent to like be a character of the show, like on Fargo. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is still enough to be distracting. And to like kind of make you do the like dog head tilt thing, really. Like, yeah. Hmm, what's what? that? Why just? Why'd you have to just get rid of it? Why'd you have to do that? Yeah, I, I, I can see that too. Where yeah, it's it's a tough. It's just a strip tough accent. Um. And it also this is this is probably my fault. It took me way too long to put together that that girl was the missing girl that we kept flashing back to. Wait a minute. Is that, those aren't flashbacks. Wait a minute. The girl that gets beat up. Yeah. Those aren't flashbacks. That's the missing girl. Is it? I thought she was going to be another missing girl. No, because again, this is, I put it on me. I feel like the the episode is confusingly constructed. But you have the thing that, that, that got me was she goes to the party in the woods where she's catfished. Right. Which, can I also say, I'm done with these like over-the-top evil characters like yeah the 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 girl in the van who screams at her and you know also like that like that guy would take a baby no he wouldn't like and no she wouldn't like they would just be like keep the kid i don't want the kid i don't buy that they're like we need to go pick up your baby and bring them to our crappy apartment where i can scream profanities at you and yeah and but anyway that's a side note so here's the thing she goes to the woods right and then she's helped by the daughter right but the daughter at that time that supposedly is the at same the night at the party yeah so, I guess so. When, when it happened i was like oh so you're, you're telling me like she's jamming out with her friends at the party with her dad and then immediately he's like Oh, I need to run to the forest. You know what I mean? And like, is there at the forest to help this this girl? Yeah, I guess I assumed it was just later that night. Because the one girl's been hasn't she been missing for like over a year? I thought that was supposed to be. 
Well, that's why I thought it was a flashback. I think it's she's going to be another missing girl because then it it because then at the end it zooms in and she's like naked in the river. See, what, so what, she's obviously been attacked and killed and left in the river. Yeah. Well, my 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 thought was again that she was she's been missing for that long. So now from when she left the party to when she ends up in the river, like now they're going to find her body, right? Like she's been missing for a year. Now they find her body. And if you're missing for a year and they find your body, your body's like not going to be there. You're going to be like decomposed or whatever. We don't know that she was killed a year ago. Mm. So in, in, in my understanding, she was beat up a year ago at this party. Her story is now going to still continue. We don't know how. But we know ultimately she's going to end up in the river. I I am going to take that fully like back. Like I am not at all confident that I read read it right. But I do. It brought up another nit that that, that I want to pick. Um, her mayor showing up to get a high school award for her basketball team. <laughs> I was like, number one, I was like, do they even do this? <laughs> yeah. Like, what? And then, like, people like people came from out of town to get, like, yeah. accept this award <laughs> of, like, 20 years ago, you won a district game? Like, what? Like, that made you know, almost I, I no had sense. a very similar feeling during that where as soon as it started happening, I thought to myself, if I was writing a story... And a big part of it was writing this like high school girls basketball reunion 20 years later. I would probably just stop writing that story. <laughs> that does not seem compelling or interesting to me in the least. <laughs> I, see, part of me is like, I, I almost like it better. Like, at first, when she's like, "Are you showing up to my reward? My, my reward? My award?" Yeah, I thought it'd be for her police work. Like I thought, you know. Mm-hmm. And when it turned out to be for her high school basketball league or whatever, I was like, "It's so dumb that I like. Like I like you. You gotta <laughs> give it up for that writer to be like, she needs to get a reward. <laughs> what she's getting? What is she getting an award for? Making for? one basket twenty five years ago, yeah. Yeah. and she would totally show up to it." Yeah. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, she's yeah. our noir detective. Right. But she's going to that high school award ceremony. Um, who, What did you make of Guy Pierce? Not looking good, man. I, I looked at him and I was like, dang, Guy Pierce, how, how have you, what have you been up to in uh-huh. the, because uh, it's been a while since I've seen him. I love him as an actor. And yeah. so I, I'm, I was fine with it. And again, it's just another on the nose thing where I'm just like, the fact that he's a writer and he wrote one book, I get it. But then she like picks up and she's like, oh, National Book Award finalist. I was like, come on. You don't need to give him that. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, just just make him an author who wrote a book and got published. I'll believe that. Yeah. You don't need to make him like a finalist for the National Book Award, you know? Here's my prediction. He's the killer. He's the killer. That was the first thought I had. Yeah. He, um... He has writer's block, and he can only write his new novel on the on the flesh of young women. Exactly. So they're going to find it, and it's going to be like this beautifully written paragraph carved into her back. 
<laughs> and Mare's going to be like, wait, I know an author. And she's going, she's going to read book award winner. <laughs> she's going to read the book and be like, I'm seeing similarities of writing <laughs> style. Yeah. I just need one more sample. We need one more body. Let me get this back flesh analyzed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it's, but it's analyzed for um for uh, writing inspirations. Right. <laughs> There's Faulkner and Steinbeck in this writing. What about this book? Exactly. The same authors have inspired this book. <laughs> Did we just write a better story? I think from so. Bear Maybe. East Town. Maybe. Um, so yeah, I, I am excited to be completely wrong because again, that's why I brought it up is that I was not making connection on the timeline of what was happening. No, I was definitely confused by it too. Yeah. It's edited very weirdly. It's very weirdly edited. But my assumption was that it was just later that night. It's, it's also edited in a way that made me feel without being told that I'm watching a flashback. Exactly. I don't, know, I don't know why, but it's, it's like, like the the, if it, if those are flashbacks, they're like David Lynchian. What was that movie? Flashbacks. All, is it? Fire Walk with me? No, he made some movie where it's like, oh yeah, no, this whole thing was a flashback, and then it's like, oh okay, that makes sense, but there's no indication in the movie whatsoever that it's a flashback. Yeah, yeah, J- just. The, the bizarre editing and structure. Yeah. All right. Let's see. All right. So next week. More Mayor of East. More Mayor of East Town, I guess. And I've, I've given you just like endless amounts of uh, recommendations, but I would say, because um, you haven't done a Criterion Channel trial yet, correct? I don't think so. Okay. If you haven't, I'm telling you, I really, really, really want you to watch High and Low. All right. And I, is that I, the Olympics one? No. High and Low is Kira Kurosawa. Oh, okay. Uh, it's a kidnapping drama. But okay. it, it to it's me. it's in Japanese. Don't. Don't do that. <laughs> um, but uh, it, it definitely, for, for me, is like a shocking precursor to parasite okay um and something that i i'm i'm amazed by still um how good it is yeah for the time period that it's made right and another foreign film called cure which bong joon ho has championed as one of his like top five films of all time yeah um and it involves hypnosis which you claim so it'll put my theory to the test. It'll put your 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 theory to the test. But again, I I do feel like a lot of that that movie is mood, and if you're not in the right mood, I could see it just being like, yeah, boring. But right. I was in the right mood, and it worked on me. All right. Okay.